0: Welcome to Rankin' Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever. And on this episode, because Quincy is still out on family stuff, we have um, two-player versus uh
1: Evan, how's it going, man? I'm doing all right. I'm feeling good. Uh, I am also uh, Strange comics is Ziz, Evan. Uh, Strange, uh, or Strange Romance Comics, I should say. Good God. I'm so sorry to everyone who was counting on me. Um, no, uh... <laughs> just, just everything is pluralized. Yeah, wow. Um, well, no, I was more that I got the name of the comic anthology that I am in wrong, which is uh, pretty unacceptable, I'd say. But uh, but yeah, so I am generally feeling quite good.
0: <laughs> so actually, so uh, with, with the comic that you've got coming out, which is, by the way, the most exciting fucking thing in the world, um, do you want to talk about the, the, the comic that you've got coming out?
1: absolutely it is actually out already i had thought originally that the plan was for it to be out on uh, valentine's day but the editors got things together really sharply and quickly and so it was actually out a week before so by the time this comes out you can go to comiXology right now and get it if you've ever bought anything on amazon amazon actually owns comiXology so you can use the same account and login information and you're looking for strange romance volume three uh, volumes one and two are both aces there's actually a story in volume two that kind of synergizes with uh, one of the things we're talking about tonight but my story which is called what are we is just in volume three um, so I am extremely excited about that it's my that is so that is so goddamn cool yeah I've never been published before and so it's kind of a big deal for me so go and spend your five bucks because you know I I crave that validation so
0: <laughs> I on mean, the, other...
1: I, honestly, money is the it,
0: money is the best of all validation. I think.
1: I mean, eventually, I'll see some of it. I think. Um, but <laughs> the uh, the other side of it, uh, referring to two player versus two player versus, has been on a little bit of a hiatus uh, for a couple of reasons. One of which being that my wife and I are expecting our first child fairly soon, and so well, not fairly soon. Ooh. In, later this year but it means there's a lot of stuff so uh two player versus is going to be relaunching with sort of a season two in a little bit but i'm getting that figured out at the moment so if you go and you do check out two player versus.podbean.com i you know i'm proud of every episode that's been out but you'll notice that there's been a bit of a gap that's intentional it's not dead it's just sleeping
0: right it's so, and and with strange eons even podcast may die which also side note i love that Um, Quincy is out, uh, because, um, his wife Emily is, um, expecting, and so I brought on my other friend whose wife is expecting?
1: Well, yeah, but, but, uh, thankfully Rebecca is, is much earlier along the process. She's just sort of, you know, reading upstairs right now. She's fine. It's, you know, the, the, the the node is still very early in progress, but it means that there's a lot of little family stuff. For instance, I'm actually recording now from, uh, beautiful nowhere, South New Hampshire. So... Uh, that's that's, yes. you know, life, life, life things happen when someone gets pregnant, which is, is that, is, I don't know that I feel like that's something, but I, no, no, that's just nothing. That's just nonsense. No, it's, it's, no, know, it's great. Being, that's,
0: that's, that's the tagline. Things happen. Being a
1: dad does something to you. Uh,
0: which I, well, and especially like I, uh, Quincy and like all of his stories about being a dad, like. Honestly, I, uh, speaking for myself, like, I have never really wanted to be a dad, but in the back of my mind, sometimes, like, he'll be, he'll tell me stories about his kid, and I'm like, that sounds pretty dope, actually. But then I'm like, okay, but you're not seeing the other behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: Well, the thing that I want to say, and I can say it comfortably because he's not here to get embarrassed by it, is that I actually really super mm-hmm. respect the fact that Quincy managed to stay very powerfully himself on top of being a dad. Uh, a lot of folks, oh, especially... Yeah. You know in our rough age range you know being a dad people talk about how it takes over your whole life everything becomes secondary to it and while there is that there i like the idea of still being able to be like the fighting game guy and not just being oh yes that's whoever's dad
0: yes that you're that that you're not just like a that you're not just like a dad organism who like you know everything about you prior to you know having a kid you know just sort of evaporating like you i mean i mean more and more people that i know because i I think facebook is kind of a um because people that you sort of like went to high school and college with start having kids and some of them do kind of do that and it's sad and you're totally right like quincy is still a giant horror ghoul and and interesting fellow who has stuff going on outside of also he's got a lovely kid that he's crazy about
1: right exactly it's i i don't want to imply that i'm not excited to be someone's dad like hell i'm gonna teach that kid kung fu you of know course. it's gonna be great but yeah <laughs> i also want to i also want to make time to 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 work on my own kung fu you know
0: right it's all also, about the balance also comics which well yeah exactly that's yeah but, so, um, the, uh, so. oh my god, I'm so excited to jump into, um, the first, uh, the first movie, or not movie, but, uh, 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 media property that we're gonna be, oh god, that felt gross to say media property.
1: It's okay, I referred to myself as having a personal brand not too long ago, and I just, like, I actually silently grabbed the bridge <laughs> of my nose. So, it's alright. I, 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 mean, you, you do have a brand, though, like, you have a distinct
0: kind of thing that you do and that you're into
1: but yeah but it just sucks to say right
0: yeah i mean like that's also like my day job my literal uh, job title is content manager and it the word content grosses me out because of the sort of contextualization of like art and magic and creativity into widgets like content like it's just so many ball bearings that will fit in a cup
1: yep yeah, or in your mouth, whichever. Um, right. But so the point is, is that we're not talk- we're not starting out with a movie. We're starting out with a 10 episode anime series that is on Netflix. You've probably had it recommended to you already. <laughs> people who, uh, recommended to you by people who may or may not have your best interests at heart.
0: But here's the thing. So it's, uh, Devil Man Crybaby. Side note here, when I tried getting, uh, my buddy, uh, Josh, who was on last week's podcast, into Devil Man Crybaby, which I'm pretty sure he has not watched, he just asked me to say the words Devil Man Crybaby over and over again while howling with laughter at the sentence Devil Man Crybaby.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in context, but. It's it's anime. Anime is not concerned with a lot of things that you want it to be concerned with. Uh. <laughs> that is that is a fact. And and Devilman
0: Crybaby, yeah. especially as an anime, is fucking bananas. So we should we should give a bit of a setup for 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 Devilman Crybaby as being part of the larger Devilman universe.
1: Right, and in fact, uh, I don't think it's really possible to talk about everything without uh spoiling this one minor thing well not minor but without spoiling this thing that has been part of the canon since 1978 i want to say when the original manga ended which is to say everything about this every single iteration of devil man whether it's devil man devil man uh devil man lady or devil lady which are two separate things and both of those are the real (laughs) names um Mm-hmm. all of it is technically in continuity because at the end of every version of the story the world has ended and god starts everything over because literally we haven't suffered enough yet that is actually the explanation for it <laughs> so
0: <laughs> which also big big mood for 2018 oh god yes uh yeah you know <laughs> i well
1: well, I, well and especially like with, with devilman crybaby
0: like it, it even starts out with showing the big
1: reboot basically yeah although you don't know what it is that's happening until you get to the very end of the series because you see it happen again right. and so yeah so all right the short 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 version that technically applies to every mm-hmm. version of it is you have a good kid usually named akira who becomes mm-hmm. fused to the king shit of fuck mountain uh named amon <laughs> And yep. uses uses Amon's sweet devil powers to fight evil. This is a terrible yeah. plan. It helps no one.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's he's he's basically anime spawn in a lot of ways. Where it's like I've got Satan power, which I'm going to try to use to do good.
1: And then everyone is like, "Oh yeah, but you got us killed anyway." So I mean, <laughs> thanks for trying.
0: Thanks for the, thanks for the Satan assist. Well, and and he's got this friend named Rio who is just the most fucking extra.
1: Yeah, and the reasoning behind that is again, I'm co- uncomfortable specifically talking about what Rio's deal is, but I kind of feel like you can't talk about him without it. What's your what's your call here? Do right. we do we say it or do we not say it? Cuz it's in every version, um. but
0: it's in every version, but I think that um, the the thing that I will say about Rio is okay. So he's a blonde. Uh, he's a uh, uh, he kind of looks like uh, a, a deviant art drawing of David Bowie in most iterations, but especially in Devilman Crybaby. And he basically what he does is do the coaxing metal fingers at uh, at Akira, where he's just like, "Yeah, do some, pull pull some bullshit," and he's just like encouraging him. He's basically uh, I, I realize that another uh, another um, story that this reminds me of is like Will Graham and Hannibal, where yes. Akira is Will Graham and Rio is
1: one hundred
0: percent Hannibal.
1: Yeah, and again, his reasons for doing so are sort of a whole other thing. But in a lot of ways, it's that th- his the fact that he's pushing Akira to be more evil, more devil, is turns out to actually be because he's trying to get akira through the apocalypse he's trying to get him to be someone who can survive this sometimes literal orgy of violence and uh, right yeah it's but the but the whole reason that he wants this is because akira is a good person so the fact that he's constantly pushing his friend to be more evil more ruthless is completely at odds with the person that he's talking to and he can never understand that until it's too late well and it's weirdly sweet especially
0: because it's like look he's trying to save his friend's life by encouraging his friend to be the worst possible version of himself um and especially with uh akira like he he is at the start of the thing just kind of you know a, a broke dick dog sort of you know muddling his way through life and getting picked on and then after um he gets inhabited by Amon, like he basically pulls a Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3 where he's just like walking down the street disco dancing and pointing at 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 babes. And it's I don't know, like even even after his like post devilization, he's still basically a decent person.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that this series I think is so good about, and one of the things that I think this version of Devil Man is so good about is pointing out that there, are, there aren't there are really the divisions that everybody seems to think there are. Uh, a lot of like recurring symbols are animals suffering and dying, and there's a lot of very clear parallels to animals are no different from humans, and humans are ultimately no different from demons. Uh, demons in this setting, barring the obvious one that you're thinking of, uh, demons are not creatures created by God. They're not fallen angels. They're animals. They're just really smart animals, Right. It's, which is, by the way, a perfect definition of humans. So it's all about how everyone is just sort of in this world of suffering together. And uh, Gonagai, the creator of Devilman, was a I mean, he grew up in the post World War Two world. He, I believe, was alive to to hear the bombs drop on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, Jesus. So, so a lot of this trauma, a lot of this idea of the horrors of war, which is what he's said repeatedly, is this what this story is about. It is about how awful war really is. But I think that's even too narrow for what we actually see because it's just this story mm-hmm. about how terrible we all are to each other for no reason. Just the, the yeah, horrible it misery. Kind of, it kind of
0: reminds me of um, The Good Place with uh, the... I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you've um, been keeping up with The Good Place, but there's that um, yes. bit from the season two finale where it's, what do we owe to each other? Which is a thing that I have been fucking thinking about since watching The Good Place season two finale. And so much of Devilman, mm-hmm. like... And it's bizarre because, like... So I feel like... Uh, the thing about Devilman Crybaby is that I feel like within the first two episodes of this show, if you've been watching it, you pretty much know if you're on board with this fucking insanity. Like, there's a party scene that's just... Uh, no, first of all, full of the f- taints, by which I mean the anato- a- the anatomical area between the genitals and the anus. Uh, the Grundle, just a yes. lot of the the, the 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 fleshy fun bridge, and the animation yep. style is like a sort of. Ralph Bakshi meets Brad Neely flash animation video sort of like and apparently this guy I haven't I'm I'm not super familiar with the uh, the like the lead artist and the guy who's behind a lot of the the style of Devilman Crybaby uh, apparently this is pretty much his gem is this bizarre animation style
1: yeah with these these shifts to indicate uh, to indicate mood uh, apparently he's got a series that's I think just called Ping Pong which is apparently brilliant uh, so. That's uh, definitely something to research if you find yourself watching the animation and just getting into it is go watch some ping pong and hopefully de-stress. I haven't watched it yet myself, but I think I doubt somebody gets eaten. And uh, that's anything like that is going to be a step up from Devilman. Right. Nobody gets eaten. You don't see some you don't see some poor woman's tits turn into snakes. Uh, So, uh, yeah, if you can get through episodes one and two, buckle in because you're you've you're through. The worst of it graphically. All you've got left is emotions.
0: <laughs> well, and like the the, the ladies, uh, like, so the the giant weird uh, orgy party scene, uh, there's of course the bit where this lady's boobs turn into horrible snakes and start like eating people. And it makes me think of the sequence from uh, Devil Man Man which I rented uh, a VHS copy of um, a bunch of uh, Devil Man uh, from the from the local Hollywood video when I was a kid because my mom just sort of looked at it and just saw a thing called devil man Amon and was just like oh, it's it's that uh, Japan animation. I keep hearing about and Didn't think about it too too much and I watched it and like that scene I remember vividly of this lady's uh, boobs turning into horrible mouths and biting a guy's hands off
1: Yeah, I mean I, I don't think that the horror quotient of this series is very high, but what there is, there is a lot of body horror. There is a lot of just ho- people twisting into these awful Muppet-esque things with, you know, bug eyes, literal, like, segmented, awful, awful bug eyes and teeth coming out of every single possible angle. It's it's just, it's it's really visceral in the truest sense. You see yeah. people's guts just, like spiral out of their body and sometimes yeah. it's because they've been rend in half and sometimes it's because they're turning into things and it's right you know don't don't watch it while eating but in terms yeah. of the horror which, which, of it, which i did and immediately regretted and
0: like, also like the surrealistic style of uh devilman crybaby really really lends itself to that kind of outlandish fucking slapstick gore And honestly, I I feel, and it might be kind of an acquired taste, is Devilman Crybaby, because um, I tried watching it with Christina, she did not care for it, which I absolutely understand, because maybe, you know, on a Tuesday night, you don't want to watch tits flopping out, body horror fucking, uh, like, bizarre animation, and and I, I completely understand sort of being like, you know what, I have looked at this experience objectively and have decided that I would rather not.
1: Yeah. And I, and I totally understand that. I'm actually, I'm a little sad Quincy isn't here because I was planning on giving him a little grief uh, because he, because <laughs> he was in, in the group message talking about how he just, he had so much trouble with all the taints. It was, it was all of the gooches mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. that, that he had a hard time getting over. And I was going to say he was haunt. He was haunted by the Gooch. Yeah. I mean, and granted, in episode two, you do see Akira's entire hog tucked up into his track uniform, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because it's right. like, you know, it's, but... it's 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 that scene in Spider-Man where, you know, Peter Parker's, you know, it's not just the thing in three where he's, you know, swaggering around town to disco. It's also the scene in the first one where he's, you know, he's back at school and he's confident and he's strong and he can punch out Flash Thompson. And Devil Man is the version of that story where it goes, yeah, but... He's also watching porn in the AV room like a boss. And you know his dick big <laughs> now. And it's like, really? Really? You felt the need to tell me that?
0: <laughs> and Motherfucker's like smuggling smuggling a Kaiser roll in his track pants. And it's... Which is so funny because I love that it's contextualized as this kind of like, yeah, he's the cock of the
1: walk now. And I'm here like, he's 16. Stop showing me this 16's hog. Right. It's so much. Like, I, you
0: know which of course for me i'm like look i can deal with titties turning into horrible monsters that's great and par for the course maybe i don't want to see this guy's pubescent donger flopping all over the place in his trackpad exactly
1: so that's so that's like as much as i kind of wanted to to clown on him a little bit thinking about it a a, again objectively at all i'm like oh yeah no this is an insane thing for a person to watch why would anyone so so there's that (laughs) Um, Well, and also,
0: and also clown on him for the fact that he, um, you know, couldn't make it through Devilman Crybaby because of, you know, what with all the gooches, but was totally able to take in the entirety of Grime Wave colon Cockface 3, was able to watch Night of Something Strange. Like, I, I don't know why, of all the horrific, bizarre, pornographically disgusting things we have watched on this podcast, like Ludovico Technique style with our eyeballs clamped open he could not deal with the pains so and it's it's the it's, it's, the, it's
1: the one thing that's not with actual human actors too that's the thing that 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 blows my mind is the fact that you can see <laughs> you can see all this stuff with you know porn stars taking a paycheck to to pretend to get disemboweled but cartoon cartoon women you know turning into mm-hmm. turning into spiders too much I don't know I Quincy's great and I was gonna I was gonna Too make much. it
0: it's you you, you cross I was gonna
1: make it affectionate if he were here but now that we're just talking about him and he's not it feels really mean <laughs> I feel like a, I feel like I'm being a little cruel it, Quincy, it does you you're appreciated you're valid it, you're- it does but here's the thing a
0: Quincy is a saint for Quincy is a saint for a number of reasons one of which is because I think now and here's uh I, I can't even believe it comes down to this I feel like between the two of us with me and Quincy, I think he might have a bit more of a soul than I do, at least in terms of, like, I can, I can pretty much knuckle down and make it through anything. Um, I think Quincy is a, he's a, he's a bit more of a reasonable human being who can sort of, like, in, in watching a thing, sort of pause and go, I don't care to finish this. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's a skill that I've tried to cultivate and failed. I I can't I can't stop picking, you know? Mm-hmm. I, it's mm-hmm. like this thing this thing hurts me. This thing hurts me to watch her, hurts me to <laughs> right. think about. But I've started it and it you know, it's if I never if I never close the book, <laughs> it'll always be on that page, you know? So I I I wish that I could sometimes say this is too far. Right. Well, and that's exactly right. And and also because
0: it makes me think of when I started trying to play uh, Dark Souls 2. Uh, and I just dis- I, I made it an hour and a half I think into it and Finally had to go you know what? I, I Know that I know so many people who love this fucking game and apparently it's a giant thing with Dark Souls 2 uh, I'm not having fun. This isn't good. I don't like it and I'm going to stop now And I think you know, I'm I the I, I'm, I'm more proud of myself than I should be for having done that because I will eat the entire expired pack of hot dogs <laughs> because I started it and I'm a victim of the sunk cost fallacy. I made it through every goddamn Saw film because every single time it was like, oh no, Saw 3 is coming out. Well, I saw Saw 2 and I made it this far, <laughs> so I might as well keep fucking going. And then I kept doing this through every single Saw I, film because of the previous one, and I don't know how to draw boundaries like that.
1: Yeah, I've watched every single Terminator movie, so like I get you. I, I feel that. Um, and, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. And I even watched a <laughs> compilation of cutscenes from a couple of video games. So, oh. like, I don't even Are... like Terminator. I like, I like the first one. <laughs> sure. But it's, first one's but good. it's all, and, and, you know, the second one is a classic for what it is. I don't like it very much, but it's classic. And I saw that one first. And so my brain was just oh. sort of like, okay, well, oh, I, I love time to fit the pieces together, son. Like, yeah, which I mean, I love Terminator 2.
0: But honestly, after Terminator 3, which might be one of the worst films I've ever had the bad luck to watch, I mm. should have just written off the entire fucking franchise after Terminator 3. Like, there's there's no coming back from a movie
1: that bad. I, I, okay, I will say one thing, and one thing only in favor of all of the Terminator sequels. Every single installment at least Mm -hmm. tries to do something different with the basic idea of time travel. Mm, That's a good point. Every single installment has a different idea about how that works. It advances the premise, most of them horribly, awfully. Again, I think it peaked the first time around, but it's just, (laughs) you know, they're doing something. Right.
0: And honestly, Terminator Genesis, especially. Oh, God, Genesis. Watching that movie... Oh, it's so bad, Evan. Like, I, especially, you, I, I'm a mark for Matt Smith. If Matt Smith is in a thing, I will watch that thing because I, honestly, it was the fact that that dude struggled his way through three seasons of Stephen Moffat's writing as a showrunner, and he tried spinning that horseshit into gold, and I salute him, and he's a great actor. Mm. And you would think that, like, dude, the avatar of Skynet itself is Matt Smith, like, that 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 alone got my ass in the seat. Yeah, and I, I and I get that. Um
1: where were we talking about Devil Man? I <laughs>
0: think we were talking Um wait, wait, let's wait, let's backtrack. Matt Smith, Terminator, Time Travel Oh, it started with me making uh, fun of Quincy. Uh, installments, sunk oh, sunk cost Oh, there we go. Sunk cost fallacy, no boundaries, I'm bad at not watching garbage. Quincy is good at not watching garbage.
1: And Quincy may have ducked out of this before before the whole point of it, because personally to to actually bring it back to Devil Man, I don't know if he finished it, but I feel like unless you finish it, I feel like it's really pointless. You know, it is ten episodes, and there is a lot of bullshit you get through.
0: Well, and Evan, I feel okay uh, asking this. Would you go ahead and spoil the ending of Devil Man Crybaby so that we can, in some way, try to. Uh maintain plausible uh levels of taste in the fact that we have finished this entire i mean
1: technically i did way back way back at the beginning i spoiled the ending by saying the world ends but um oh
0: right that's the the, the thing that i But, but the specific way that it happens
1: yeah god ends it because because the one person that he was specifically torturing finally understands the the awful things that he's done The one person that is intended to be suffering (laughs) in all of existence finally breaks down and realizes how pointless it all was. And then God's like, oh, okay, now you can die for a second.
0: And it's like before I before I bring you back and do the whole fucking thing
1: over again. But first, I'm going to fuck up your memories so you don't get to learn anything. You don't get to progress. This isn't this isn't meant (laughs) to teach you anything. And it's not just that that one person, like I mentioned that usually the main character is a nice young man named Akira. A lot of people are brought back in all of these loops, and a lot of them meet very similar horrible ends over and over again because that is what God is doing. And that's, what, that's just what everything is.
0: Well, and it, it's almost so nihilistic that it loops back around to being didactic somehow, Like, it's so aggressively, nothing matters. God is doing all of this to torture you.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, all of this is to be, is torturing someone that you might not even know. God could have stepped in and stopped the demons at any point, but long before prehistory, chose not to, because that's what allows things to happen. Could have stopped any of this, all of it, prevented all of it, but chose not to because. Oh my God. So, and it's like. We are just fucking, we're squirrels on the road. You know, we're, you might die, you might live. You might live to get eaten by a by a coyote. Right. It doesn't matter. You've got to just live your damn life. And I think that's, I, if sorry to cut in, but I think that's what you were getting at where there's, it's so nihilistic that it just becomes this, screw it. You just got to live. You've just got to try and find people that make it worth it. No, you're you're exactly
0: right, and I think it's it's like that nihilist uh, Lisa Frank uh, thing, where it's like what people think nihilism is like, dude holding dude holding his head in his hands, going nothing matters, and then what it actually is like kid in backwards baseball cap in front of jumping Technicolor dolphins doing a thumbs up, nothing matters, and it's like sure, yeah. you know, in in Devil Men, we're all bit part, we're we're all bit part players in god torturing someone else specifically like this isn't even god like roasting us on a rotisserie and keeping us running on that wheel we just happen to be extras in his torture montage for another person you don't even know probably
1: yeah statistically like <laughs> it's a big planet right you might have you might have <laughs> lived and died right you might have lived and died decades before this person was even born but every bad thing that ever happened to you was to set the stage so that this shit could happen eventually, and then the world could end, and then it could start all over. And maybe you'll be reincarnated as yourself again. Maybe not. Maybe this version of the story doesn't have room for the friendly guy who works down at the gas station. Sorry. You don't – you just get to stay dead this time. <laughs> you know? So, so you know, right. take uh, off work early and go see your friggin' girlfriend, man. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that's I,
0: I love that as a, as a note to be left on with Devilman Crybaby is like if nothing, I mean, uh, like, because legitimately, I mean, I don't know. And, and you know, at age 31, I try not to give in too much to like fatalistic. I try not to very poorly in the regard that remember that thing I was <laughs> talking about how I have uh, uh, horrible uh, boundaries about not consuming garbage and not falling prey to my own, um, like sort of huffing my own stupid fumes. Uh at 31, I try not to think too hard about how nothing actually matters and I'm going to die anyway and everything that I do is, is going to be forgotten, etc. And it's like, sure, absolutely that's true. So all things being equal, why not try to do things you like and care about before you get sucked into the
1: abyss? Right. A hundred years from now, people will not remember that I once wrote a cute little romance story in a comics anthology on sale now at Comixology. But they will... But I will have still done it. You know, I will have still gotten to do this thing that I love. Mm -hmm. I will have still gotten to write. Hopefully I'll get to write more comics. You know, maybe hopefully I'll be out there and get to do more of this thing that I enjoy. And yeah, eventually it'll be dust. You know, the servers that this comic is hosted on will eventually stop working. But I got to do it at least. Right. (laughs) <laughs> well I mean you're also unspeakably
0: talented so of course you'll be able to like listen you'll you'll create a body of work uh, like before you assume room temperature and return to the nitrogen cycle but I mean ultimately it's like okay do you it's like do you get to take that with you when you die absolutely not um, will other people discover it after you die like for 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 like decades and decades will you know some kid come across your work because it speaks to him in exactly the way that your work spoke to you? probably maybe who knows you you don't really get a vote in that after you die and that's okay yeah it's not my problem (laughs) yeah it's like moss isley goon voice you'll be dead so i don't know um so really all of this is a long-winded way of saying everyone should youtube the song no one lives forever by oingo boingo yeah that's that's um so where does it go on the list That's a great question. So um, a place that I want to start with Devilman Crybaby for um, sort of bizarre, outlandish, body horror, slapstick, fucking off-the-wall, nutsoid insanity, I would want to start Mm -hmm. with Zyram.
1: Okay, that's pretty close to where I was looking at, because I was looking a little bit below there, where Attack on Titan is currently the highest-rated anime thing, and I would say that's the floor because oh. I will put this above anything attack on Titan ever. Yeah, no,
0: this is definitely above attack on Titan.
1: Okay. So, uh, so Zyrum, I mean, you know, there is a good combination there where it's got the, it's, there's a good comparison. Cause it's this story about regular people dealing with horrifying, you know, body horror monsters. Um, right. I mean, ultimately I think this has got a little bit more to say, uh, you know, we sort of have mm-hmm. to dance around some of it because we're trying to avoid spoiling the emotional punch of the entire series. But there is a there right. is a point to it eventually that I that has stuck with me ever since I first came across the a much older version of this series when I was younger. So right. like the you know, the tattoo on my back is often confused for a Batman tattoo, but the design is actually taken from a <laughs> Devil Man uh manga. So man um, i love that of anybody we could have
0: gotten on to talk about devil man cry specifically the dude with the devil man tattoo on his back it's like all right basically let's fucking, let's fucking do this
1: i mean hell we were almost going to talk about the uh, castlevania netflix too and that's my that's one of my next tattoos is i'm going to get a quarter sleeve of the of the actual oh. dracula's castle from castlevania <laughs> like that's
0: oh that's so, so yeah cool. no no
1: you hit you hit my special interests right on the top of the head here. So I I, I yeah. like I think it goes goes above Zyrum. I want to say that it goes directly above Zyrum because that means that it would be number sixty-nine on the list. And I want that so badly. Also because it should probably go right below house,
0: because I think house also and I feel like this part of the list is where it gets real fucking weird. Like these are the movies that yeah. you're kind of like, okay, this is kind of advanced reading if you're not already a huge horror fan,
1: right? Because it's it, there's a there's a definite uh, uncanny valley to the list. Because at the very top you have stuff that is just unequivocally great you can recommend to anybody who wants to watch a horror movie, and at the bottom you have such garbage that it it swings back around. You know they have negative values where like it's entertaining because it's so completely worthless. You know, yeah, I I have to admit, I actually thought I laughed a lot watching I Frankenstein. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I you know, honestly, I, uh, I had a fucking ball
0: screaming about how bad that movie was like that was legitimately a really fun time.
1: Exactly. But it's it's here at the middle of the list in the high in the high double digits where it's like you have to you have to know what you're doing to to really get something out of a lot of this stuff. And I think that's a good mm-hmm. complicated place. But I think the legacy of House, you know, for another deeply surreal thing, I think the having it go house devilman crybaby Zyrum, you know, that's a long weekend of deeply weird Japanese shit, and I think it'll do good things for you if you're ready.
0: Yeah, at that point, it's welcome to tokusatsu hell. Like, this is... Exactly. All right. So, actually, I feel... God damn it, I feel really good about that. So, uh, coming in at the new number 69, nice, is... Nice. Uh, devil nice uh devil man crybaby which uh is also a phrase that the more you say it makes less sense devil man crybaby
1: um yeah it's just noise to me at this point because i've been talking about it with people for weeks (laughs) right i mean like i i saw and it's funny because
0: i wasn't even aware that they were doing a new installment in the devil man series until i saw everybody talking about devil man crybaby on twitter i thought it was an unrelated thing and when i started watching i was like oh no this is this is
1: fucking devil man this is the thing i watched when i was a kid Which, thanks to the other, uh, just complete random piece of trivia, there's actually a a throwaway gag in Crybaby about how there is an anime about Devilman that actually has precedent from older versions of the story. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where apparently God is kind of sloppy, and so enough people (laughs) kind of remember shit, which I just love that as a detail, that there is Devilman anime within the Devilman anime, uh, which is what the totally dope music comes from.
0: Well, and I love the idea that God is just kind of a sloppy bitch. (laughs) He's just kind of like, eh, just start it over again, soft reset.
1: Yeah, who cares if a novelist remembers? Fuck that guy.
0: Right. No no one's paying attention to him anyway. Um, So the next, holy shit, the next movie that we're going to be talking about uh, was uh, a screener that we got, um, uh, which, uh, once again, guys, thank you uh, so much to... Um, the uncorked media who provided this for us we really really appreciated it Um, it's also available on prime and uh, dvd uh, if you if you want to catch it it is uh, from last year uh, gremlin singular just gremlin
1: Um, parenthetical one yeah
0: yeah for a parenthetical one Uh, Uh, folks yeah i'm 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 just gonna give it to you straight this is one of the worst movies i've seen so far this year and i with and i'm so excited to talk about it
1: it is it i i summed it up as it is like watching a local car commercial with blood it's <laughs> it's a bunch of people yes. who can who can kind of manage they can kind of manage to act with their voice but not a single one of them has managed to figure out how to do face shapes so mm-hmm. you have you have the the lead, the lead character's wife, and she's yelling, and she sounds like she's on verge of tears, but the camera switches at reverse angles, and you see her face, and it's just like, you're watching a goddamn cutscene from Mass Effect. Like, where yes. are your—what are your eyebrows doing? The answer is nothing. Oh what should God. they be doing? Anything!
0: <laughs> Literally
1: anything. Move your face some. Jesus.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, and and it's funny because, like, so, the, the, I don't, I guess there's a main character to to the movie Gremlin. So, uh, in a movie called Gremlin, which is...
1: The worst person in fucking cinema. Oh
0: my god, he is a, he is a monster. He is irredeemable. I think we're meant to um, sympathize with him in any way, which, I mean, listen, I've watched a lot of Michael Douglas movies, so I'm used to movies that try to get me on board with uh, an irredeemable prick. But so the movie Gremlin, which is called Gremlin singular in the way that Troll 2 was called Troll 2 because it was trying to capitalize on the success of Troll and had nothing to do with it. Um, The actual titular Gremlin. Now, Evan, when you picture a Gremlin, what do you picture? Like not even from the movie Gremlins, just like, you know, if I if I call someone like, ah, you fucking Gremlin, what do you what do you picture?
1: It's a it's a little hunched over guy who screws up the the uh, flight computer on your on your bomber jet because you're in the you're in fucking World War (laughs) Two. Like that's it's they're 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 little twisted, vaguely human guys. But I I mean, there's a lot to work with. It's like calling someone a goblin. It's a pretty right, pretty parallel term.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty nebulous sort of like, well, it's it's like a little it's like a little uh, twisty nasty guy who, you know, trucks in secrets and riddles and and ruckuses and, you know, he's kind of he's, you know, kind of a menace. Um, but the gremlin in gremlin is this weird kind of quadrupedal. It kind of looks like the lower half
1: of the Cloverfield monster. Yeah, um I would also say that it looks kind of like a uh... A spider made out of an old leather glove. Uh, that's that's one of the things that jumps out at me
0: because
1: uh, well, it just the CGI of its skin has this very this very upholstered texture to it, and you oh, get a lot yeah. of chances to see it.
0: Which and, and and well, and so the plot of the movie is that uh, there is a box, uh, kind of uh, and not at all like the the Le Marchand configuration from Hellraiser. Uh where um No, this has got lights. It lights up. <laughs> right. No, it's got it's got like Stargate SG1 style script on it that lights up when you when you uh are Oh Jesus right are given the box. Um and so the plot of the movie is that there's this box that uh if you uh come into contact with it, it will uh this little fucker will pop out of the box and start killing everyone you love unless you give this box to a person you love
1: and yeah so this in the process of this hot potato there's a timer that goes down every time it kills somebody the timer goes down whether it's somebody that you love at an appointed time or if it's somebody that you don't love who just happens to pick up the box and be convenient um but no matter what if somebody dies the timer goes down and when the timer hits zero something bad nobody knows what apparently <laughs> don't worry you'll get to see it at the end of the movie and it's less impressive than you think um, I I just well and well and the thing is like the CG Gremlin I you know what I,
0: I realized a simple thing that could have turned this into a classic so bad it's good movie that you're gonna foist on your poor friends and family for the rest of your life if you if they had replaced the little CG fucker, with a bad practical effect puppet. If they had gotten a shitty puppet,
1: I would love this movie. Yeah, if it was moving around on a wire when it jumps onto somebody's face or throat, oh my, it would be a completely different film.
0: It would be so much better. And one of the problems is that, like, it's not complete garbage in every respect because they've got, like, weirdly overwrought emotional, like, music for a lot of the scenes. The effects actually aren't that bad, like
1: there's one they, that i'm it, this one sort of that like, i'm gonna single out to talk shit on but mostly
0: oh please please talk shit
1: um when when the wife dies because of course the wife dies because not a single female character survives this movie when the wife dies <laughs> right. the gremlin has jumped down her throat and bursts out of her stomach and the texture of first he pushes up and then he cuts and jumps out and all i could think was how much it looked like someone cutting up a piece of tofu, which I don't know if you're aware, but a person's stomach lining is not about five inches thick and is not uniform Mm. texture all the way through. So uh, just I was so distracted by how bad that one was. And that should have, by all rights, been the moment in the movie. That should have made... That's the one that's really supposed to make you just like... Like, lose it even when you think you're desensitized because a horror movie needs that, you know. When you've hit that point of escalation, you need to overcome desensitization with the worst kill in the movie, and that was it. That was the worst kill in the movie, and it just tofu. It,
0: yeah, that's god, that's such a good point. That, like, with horror, especially, even if it's like a horror comedy or it's a ridiculous, like, straight to VOD thing, there needs to be that one moment where it stops being funny, and you're just kind of like, oh, Jesus, and you kind of you know, get a little sick to your stomach. Uh, That, that moment. Winchester and Shaun of the uh, Dead. Oh my God. That bit with his mom and with the standoff with the guns like that. Or I mean like even, even reanimator, like there, there, there's a moment of like legitimate, heartbreaking, like emotional um, resonance where like Barbara Crampton's father has been, you know, killed and brought back to life. And he's basically a lobotomized naked uh, zombie and it's so fucking sad, and it makes you feel bad. In between all of the crazy slapstick shit,
1: yeah. And it's and that's essential because you need that, you need that moment. And when the movie doesn't have comedy balancing things out, it's it's essential to hold on to the scale, like or to the, the dramatic arc of the movie mm-hmm. is what I what I was trying to think of, because we've seen people die, and we haven't had a whole ton of emotional connection to most of them, if indeed any of them. So mm-hmm. you need to maintain the, the sense of drama by making sure that we're like, no, we just we don't want to see that happen again. Even if I don't care about who it's <laughs> happening to, I just don't want it to happen again because good God.
0: Right. You're exactly right. And I and now at the ending of the movie, you basically get a sort of uh, like 10 story tall version of the gremlin that starts wrecking everybody's shit. So it uh, doesn't work on a micro level and then doesn't work on a macro level. The thing that was distracting is shit to me. Now- Uh, This week, uh, the week of the 22nd when we're uh, recording this, uh, we are, uh, you know, in in our very recent history in the United States, we had, uh, you know, obviously the the Parkland shooting and we're all talking about gun control and we're talking about um, generally everything being terrifying and how somebody needs to do something about it. Um, the thing that distracted me during the big gremlin scene was the way that everybody was shooting their fake guns. Now I am by no means a gun wonk because I don't give a shit about guns, but the way everybody, like when they would shoot a fake bullet at the big gremlin, they would like sort of raise the gun up like a kid playing cops and robbers were like pew, pew, pew. And like the gun would go up instead of back and
1: I could not stop staring at it. Oh, see, I hadn't even noticed that one because I was so busy thinking about that's that's it. That's that's the countdown. There's this thing that, OK, I, I, I we need to jump back a little bit because I need to talk about some other some other fucking stuff in this movie. Um, at one point, there is a character who is only ever referred to as a gypsy. So cool racial slur, guys. Good job on that one. Oof. Um, And with the worst fucking accent i've ever heard on film i'm probably exaggerating but i don't think i'm exaggerating much (laughs) tells this story as you know a legend that has been passed down through the eons about how this gremlin is a some say it is a fallen god (laughs) and it's like what what god what god is this what country is this yeah give right, me something right. give me anything
0: yeah the, the 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 actress they got um sort of sounds like a, a, a you know who she kind of sounds like um diana troy in like season 1 of tng oh
1: that's a good that's a good parallel yeah and so she emphasizes that there's this all of this lore about this these boxes and supposedly there's more than one and these the lore about these boxes with their fallen Goad in them And, you know, (laughs) nobody knows what happens when the time when when the timer hits zero and the timer hits zero and it's like, oh, it turns into like a two story tall version of itself. So, like, since we know this thing is real, we figure this thing is this has got to have happened like nine or ten times before in history. Right. So, like, yeah, someone should have someone should have written that down. You know, you would think, and and like and like during that sequence, it goes
0: straight from like bad sort of family drama with um, hot potato, devil box, with tiny shit gremlin getting passed around. It verges into this like sort of you know sight and sound like you know history with like crazy CG, and it briefly turns into like a sci-fi original movie with the with the bad CG. Yeah, and. I honestly, you know what it is. Also, this movie cannot figure out what its tone is meant to be. It has no voice because it has. It's first of all, it's called Gremlin to 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 get any residual plays from people who are going, oh, I like the movie Gremlins, plural, um, and it's just sort of patched together with um, very very dumb tropes from other movies.
1: Yeah, and. Here's the thing that I can't forgive above all else, above all of the bad acting, above the fact that the teenage girl who had premarital sex is the one who gets the slowest, most agonizing death in the movie. All the other stuff that makes me flare my nostrils a little bit. The Mm -hmm. one thing that is the greatest sin is stop showing us the goddamn monster. You see it in the first 90 seconds of the movie. Before we meet the main character, you see the monster full on. And you don't just see it, like, for a second. You don't see it just, like, jump at the screen and then it cuts to black. No, you see it jump around the room a whole bunch and then kill a lady. And then we cut and the actual movie starts. And, like, if you look this up on Amazon, you will see uh, you will see the poster for it. Or the, the cover uh, for it. And the cover is good. And the cover is clearly Mm -hmm. what got this whole project greenlit. I guarantee that was a piece of concept art that they had stapled to their draft, their pitch proposal. And I can see why that would have helped. Because every time the box opens, there's this ominous light. And the creepy little spider legs reach out to lift the gremlin out. Um, And that is a good goddamned image. You show that, and then you fucking cut away. Come on! Yeah. This is so easy. Yeah, (laughs) completely.
0: Like it's it's so easy, and also I mean again, if you now uh, I, I know that we talk about it every single episode of this podcast, um, and have still never ranked it because um, war war will break out. But John Carpenter's The Thing, for example, I uh, now you've got again the crazy practical effects and puppets, and you know you've got um, like uh, Robert just like going for it with these uh, prosthetics that if the light had hit them wrong or the angle had been off, would have looked like stupid, fakey garbage. And the thing is that, because it had a competent director, it was able to look really, really fucking good. And I feel like if you'd had practical effects on this, if you'd kept the gremlin in shadows throughout the movie and kind of kept it from being just this, like, broad daylight little fucker scuttling about, it could have been well done.
1: Yeah, I mean... We see some aftermath a couple of times, and there is a little bit of actual like emotional ups, uh, upset dri- driven from the uh, derived, derived God, my words have left me. Um, there's a little bit of emotional uh, tension derived from the fact that these these bodies don't just disappear. and these people, by virtue of definition, by the plot, are people that the main character cares about a lot. Right. and the fact that their bodies are just mangled. And they are just yeah. around. And like focus in on that. You know? If gremlins yeah. are gremlins like are would... creatures that mess up machinery. So if they're messing up the machinery of a human body, focus on that. Focus on the idea that this is a thing that make that just breaks you down, messes you up. Evan, you know, just Evan, you
0: just single handedly solved that. this movie's
1: problems. <laughs>
0: like that's exactly how you get your audience on board with all of this.
1: Well, and it's like that's the greatest failures are the ones that come, that have an element of success in them. The things that are the, the most disappointing are the ones where you can see what would have made it work. And, yeah, it would have been a, a more conventional horror movie. It would have been more traditional, but I don't think they were looking to reinvent anything with this one. I think they were going for a pretty old-school 80s-style horror movie. So mm-hmm. learn the right lessons, you know? Yeah. Completely. We don't, yeah, I, I, we I, don't remember I the fucking... Xenomorph because we saw it in the first 10 seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think you're fucking spot on. And, and especially because the ending of the thing is inscrutable. I rewatched the ending like three times trying to figure out what the fuck I was looking at. And and, and honestly, like I, I think um, having the built-in plot device where you have to give the box to someone you love... Um, in order to, it's basically like it follows, only it's like Hellraiser, only it's like The Thing, only it's like Cloverfield. Um, And if you have the built-in plot device that it has to be somebody you love, you could really do some cool shit within that if everybody around you starts piling up and their mangled bodies are in the breakfast nook, and it just did not know what to do with that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, all of that is also that the movie is centered on... Easily the least likable person in it. So we have this cast of this fairly small cast of characters because he doesn't love anybody. Uh, There is an extended plot line about whether or not he loves his mistress enough to foist the curse off onto her, which of course begs the question, would she have been able to just turn it around and give it back to him? Could two people who love each other just pass the (laughs) box back and forth and keep humanity safe? You could just, these are questions that I have.
0: You could re-gift this in perpetuity.
1: Yeah, just like, you know, set a timer and gift it every six hours and you're fine. You know, maybe you'll have to get used to sleeping in shifts, whatever. You're the guardian of humanity now. You'll buck up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there is a whole plot line about how whether or not he loves his mistress enough to give her the box and thus spare his child because she doesn't love his child. So the gremlin wouldn't attack him now. Um, of course, his girl child yeah. is already dead, so she's no longer a concern.
0: Uh, oh, 100%. And also, his his kid dying should have been, like, the big, like, oh, shit, you know, things have really gotten serious moment. No. Who cares?
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it's, like, the third or f- the second or third person who dies in the movie is the girlfriend's idiot boyfriend, who was, I think, the only actor who put in an enjoyable performance for me the 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 teen daughter is pregnant. That's how we know she did the premarital sex, which is why it, she gets the slow agonizing death, of course, uh, which also of course. includes a stab to the stomach. Which, as an expectant father, unnecessary slap on the wrist. But yeah, uh, yeah. uh so I was actually briefly afraid that that was going to count as the kill. That it was just going to stab her in the stomach, and oh, that was the kill. And it's like, listen one that was way too high she is not Mm -hmm. she is barely pregnant two she is just barely pregnant i don't like the implication that that counts the same as a human life um sorry but not not yet uh anyway sorry sorry to to get political there but moving on moving on um the point is that the idiot boyfriend uh gets involved in the plot because she's trying to figure out how to break this to her emotionally distant parents. And they've been driving around in the car all day and they go back to the house where the monster is because he's just like, we have to, you know, all we'll do this. We, you need to eat. You need to talk to your parents. We'll go back to their house. We'll get something to eat. And we'll talk to them all. And she's like, you, you do that with me. And he says, yes, I am literally that hungry. And that is the <laughs> best moment in the entire movie.
0: Man, honestly, I love the kid they got to play the dopey boyfriend because
1: because it was so it was so good it was so well, real.
0: Well, and, and especially because like w- with this dopey kid when she's like I'm pregnant, he does like a cartoon spit take where he's like, Bo what? Pregnant?" And then it, yeah i i i have a I have a certain fondness for like dopey idiot teenage boy characters in horror movies.
1: Yeah, especially ones that aren't just like you know the shitty teens and pumpkin head you know like this guy didn't kill anybody this guy didn't cause any problems yeah he's kind of a dope but he's like well he's 16 at least because he's driving um in wherever this is supposed to be
0: yeah there's the lovable dope and then i the the guy that plays the cop in this i god bless that actor for trying um it's sort of like watching early oh god's cage movies where you're like god damn it they're trying
1: yeah. And you know, the, the detective who gets fed this whole story about it, and then it cuts back from the, the video game cutscene of the history of the goad, Um, and it's like, <laughs> and his fir- the first thing he says is that's fucking bullshit. And the lady who runs the mystic shop says, well, yeah, it's a bedtime story. And so, okay. So there are two, there are two good lines in this movie. One is delivered by my favorite performance mm-hmm. and one is delivered by my least favorite performance rich tapestry of life as represented in gremlin 2017 um <laughs> <laughs> holy shit so where on the
0: list does this go i'm 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 going to posit something here um mm-hmm. i as a ceiling i do not think this movie is better than i
1: frankenstein i was going to say the same thing because you know what i frankenstein has it has uh... a dude get hit with a stick and you know what they were good those were some good sticks and they were good for hitting so uh yeah they were
0: fucking they were outstanding sticks and also it had um fucking charles dance chewing on bones in a cave uh right it it, it had believable perform oh no no
1: excuse me that was dracula untold excuse me oh god i can't remember uh fucking davy jones from the uh from pirates of the caribbean movies uh wasn't that oh, him? Oh,
0: oh, oh, Bill Nighy.
1: Yeah, wasn't it Bill Nighy as the leader of the demons? Yeah, he, some somebody of that ilk.
0: I want to. I, um, oh, oh, you're you're exactly right. It was Bill Nighy, uh, because this was going to take place in the same cinematic universe as the Underworld movies, and they completely ignore that he already played a Dracula, and he had literally just acquired a copy of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and was like, "I bet we can do this." So anyway, um, all of that to say. Definitely
1: better than uh, Gremlin. than Gremlin twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I I haven't seen Grime Wave Cockface three, uh, which is a so that's a difficult comparison now, for me. Well, it is, but
0: here's the thing about Grime Wave Cockface three is I'm going to go with the Ebert uh, test, which is what is it trying to do and how well does it do that grime wave cockface 3 was made by a bunch of Georgia punk rockers who were into garbage and wanted to make a garbage movie and grime wave cockface 3s definitely
1: the if you apply that same rubric to gremlin what is it trying to do and does it do it well it is trying to create a fairly straightforward horror movie does it do it well absolutely not <laughs> um, right you know it's and to to use another to use another Ebert quote I think it's an Ebert quote anyway. What's the nicest thing I can say about it? It was reasonably well lit. I could see everything happen.
0: <laughs> that, yep. Yeah, that's exactly like, I, at no point, I mean, even like Jurassic World, the ending of that, I don't I don't have the same thing because the lighting is terrible and you can't really see what's going on. Um, so going by that, Grime Wave Cockface 3 definitely goes above it. I do draw the line, my, my floor for this, this is not as bad as Hellraiser Revelations.
1: So I feel comfortable with that. Uh, So how are we comparing it to Luna de Miel? Because I don't remember, I don't even remember that one from listening to the show, to be honest with you. I hardly remember it from watching it. Um, But Luna de Miel, uh,
0: it was uh, this movie where um, it was, uh, it was basically a, oh, 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 no, excuse me. This was the torture movie where uh, a guy kidnaps a woman and it's super rapey and and full of torture and it's just uncomfortable and shitty for an hour and a half goes nowhere means nothing and is completely devoid of value
1: okay well generically bad is better than that
0: yeah 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 at least this gave me two moments where i was like haha nice and that's it so going by that this is definitely better than luna damiel but not as good as
1: grime wave all right so 191 is gremlin singular 2017 Just, just the one Gremlin. Evan, holy shit. Thank you so much for watching
0: (laughs) Gremlin for this podcast.
1: You know, honestly, it's good to get your, it's good to get your heart rate up, you know, once a day for about an hour, Mm -hmm. you know, you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta make sure that all of your parts are working. And I got so mad that I think it counted as exercise.
0: (laughs) It raised um, your blood pressure enough that it was, it was like jogging on the street corner waiting for the lights to change.
1: Yeah. It's important when it gets cold. It was snowing today. So
0: there we go. Um, but, but no,
1: it's but no, it's it is absolutely always a pleasure to be on. Uh, uh, thank you for inflicting me on your listeners. <laughs> absolutely, so. L- listen, you,
0: I, I, our listeners put up with uh, my buffoonery all the time, and you are easily one of the smartest people I know. So having you on to talk about a movie like Gremlin is almost a misuse of your powers, but I feel I feel okay doing that.
1: My powers were made to be misused, so I'm right. good with that too exactly um, what are what are powers for if not for misuse evan where can our listeners
0: find you online and also your work
1: well uh personally i am mostly findable on twitter at e underscore mc i i t t i'm actually on a bit of a twitter break that by the time this goes up will probably be ending um i'm gonna be i'm just been on hiatus for mental health reasons mm-hmm. but i'm gonna be back and shit posting like usual uh so that's where you find me as a person. You find my work, uh, again, first and foremost, Strange, Vo- uh, Strange Romance, Volume 3, is out on Comixology. Uh, it's not searchable through Amazon. You do have to go to Comixology.com. Uh, that's comics with an X. Um, and lastly, Two Player Versus, that's the number two player, V-E-R-S-U-S, uh, .podbean.com, which will be at least I'm going to be posting an interlude about season two in the next uh, week or two, if not the actual first episode of season two. So that'll be that'll be pretty soon. Hell yeah! And uh, yeah, I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, it's good shit. Um, uh, at Rank and Vile, obviously you can find us uh, over on Twitter at Rank and Vial Cast. Uh, on Tumblr at JustRankinVile and and on Instagram at JustRankinVile. Sorry we didn't get to any uh, listener requests this episode. Listen, we had a lot to talk about with Gremlin uh, because we had to describe the full anatomy of our hate toward uh, this movie. Um, But by all means, please, if there's a movie that you want us to talk about, we, uh, of course, adore doing listener requests. You're going to want to send your requests to rankandvilecast at gmail.com. Um, and we, uh, I, 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 swear to you are absolutely going to be, start, uh, in earnest working our way through the, bra- uh, through the backlog of requests
1: that we've gotten. Uh, but barring that, Evan, you got anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it for me for now. Uh, there's one last big project that's going to be launching in 2018, but, uh, that's still curtain's still down on that one. So not yet.
0: All right. So to be announced, so definitely stay tuned for that one. But other than that, uh, have a good week folks.